0: as you got. i bless you and we exalt you, Lord. And Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I just thank you that we want to receive and hear from heaven. And Lord, we just thank you. that We want to be made complete. We want to receive the, your fullness today. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just invite the Holy Spirit in here all the time. You've never let us down. You always show up. And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, prophetic faith, amen. Prophetic faith is a creative faith, amen. All faith is creative, but prophetic faith just stares the devil in the face and said, no. Amen? You cannot do this. You're trespassing. I know who I am. Prophetic faith, no. These people know who they are. So, in other words, um, a prophetic faith is when a weak person becomes strong. You know, you could look back and say, I used to have, you know, that faith, and I just didn't think that the Lord would heal me, or I didn't think the Lord heard me. You know, and I was real... You know, iffy and doubtful. But when, when you have prophetic faith, you move beyond that, that little faith. And you, you start to become strong in what you know. Strong in what you believe. And so you are standing there declaring, or in other words, prophesying what God has already said. See, prophetic faith repeats what God says and does not let it go. Even though you may not see change, prophetic faith declares healing, even though we may not feel healed. You know, we may be in pain, or we may still be on medication. But uh, our prophetic faith does not back down From from the surroundings in which we are living under. You know, Peter didn't have prophetic faith. When Jesus, he, he said, when they saw Jesus, the storm was on the water. And they saw him walking on water. They thought he was a ghost. And Peter said, Jesus, bid me to come if that's you. And he said, come. And when he said, come, Peter walked on water. Now, see, Peter reacted to the word of what Jesus said. He reacted to that word, come. So likewise, prophetic faith reacts to the words of God. It's like it doesn't matter that the, the, the wind was boisterous and the storm was and the waves were taking over and it looked like they were going to die but prophetic faith goes with what the word says and Jesus is the living word and when he spoke and he said all he said was come and Peter walked according to what was said amen and so that's a good uh example of prophetic faith it doesn't matter what the circumstances are you know sometimes we hold out in our faith and we you know huh I'm still hanging in here. But some days you believe, some days you don't. Some days you say don't, you don't want it. Some days you just don't want to be bothered. But prophetic faith never forgets. It never forgets what God has already proclaimed. Well, it doesn't forget what God's already said, so it proclaims what God's already said. And it doesn't let go. Prophetic faith does not let go until it sees victory amen when when you talk about prophetic faith most of the time you're under the prophetic leadership and teaching and that that's really what causes the prophetic faith but i believe anybody can feed their faith until they get there because what prophetic faith really is it's that faith that changes you you're not the same person hoping that it happens you know, you're not the same person that's praying and waiting to see if it's going to happen, or praying and saying I'm healed in Jesus' name, but waiting on a manifestation. With prophetic faith, you don't wait on a manifestation; it's already done. If you're waiting on the manifestation, then you haven't you haven't yielded to what's already been done. Does that, does that make sense? You have to appropriate the word in your, and allow it to change your heart. And so prophetic faith has already appropriated what's been said. It's not waiting to see if it's working. If you're waiting to see if something's working, if you're waiting to see if what God has promised you is going to happen, then you're not in faith. Wow. Y'all here today? Because, see, your heart can, can fight you, but your, your mind and everything can say, I'm um, in faith. But we have to get all of that lined up. Prophetic faith is lined up, ready to go. Amen? Like a, a lion ready to pounce on the devil. And that's prophetic faith. We all have it. Hello? We, are, we just need to get it going. You know, uh, what's the word I used? appropriate it See, y'all wasn't listening (laughs) you need we need to appropriate the word it's like stirring up the gifts and and you know doing whatever it is that you need to do having a mind change this is how you appropriate the word of god is you allow the word to change your mind and change your heart change what you think change how you think are y'all here you know how you can, you say, well, I used to believe this, but I see now that it's not like that. See, you allow the word. You do Proverbs 4, 20, You know, you incline your ear to his sayings. Not let that word depart from your eyes and keep it in the midst of your heart because these words are life. And these these words change you. Amen. Prophetic uh Faith changed you from one level in life to another. You don't stay at one level with prophetic faith. You go higher and higher to another level. Nothing stays to change. Why? Because you're uh, openly and you are um, you are uh, openly with open arms, I should say. You're welcoming whatever God has for you and you're not refusing Anything, not picking and choosing what you want to believe. But you believe everything in this Bible from A to Z. And you don't pick and choose what you are going to believe or what's going to work for you or what's not. That's not prophetic faith. But prophetic faith believes everything that God says, whether they see it or not. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. It's where prophetic faith is where the weak is made strong i used to be weak and now i'm strong i'm not worried about that anymore because the prophetic faith causes you to walk in peace amen peace of mind i'm not worried about that i used to worry about those things but i don't do that anymore because i have peace with god amen it's the faith that changes the world you change yourself um You allow faith to work on you so much that you change. And then when you change, you change the world. Does that make sense? In other words, those who have prophetic faith are world changers. You know, you can't just sit down and say, I have prophetic faith and do nothing with it. Because you utilize everything that you know. You utilize your power. You utilize all of uh, the authority That God has given you. And you do something with it. Amen. You change the world. You change your city. You change your church. You know, you pray and you see household salvation. This is what prophetic faith is. Amen. I don't believe it's one specific thing. But it's like a lot of things. Did I mess that up? (laughs) Hallelujah. It's a creative faith. And it has spiritual boldness. Amen? It's kind of like that's what that scripture means when it says the violent take it by force. Those people who are violent, you know, you you see some religious people want to fight you. You know, they think that's what that means. I'm going to take a stand and I'm not going to change. And if we have to, we'll fight. But that's not what fighting means. (laughs) It's not what it means. (laughs) Hallelujah. The violent bulldog faith that doesn't shift Amen. Positions. That's taking That's how you take it by force. You take something by force when you don't move. You don't shift positions. You take a stand, and you stay there until you see it. I don't care how many thousands of times the devil tell you it's not coming. You don't change positions. Once you take a stand, you stand boldly in the devil's face and say, Yes, it will. It will happen, Amen. Because I'm an heir. I'm Abraham's child. I'm the daughter, and and we're sons and daughters of Abraham. And it's already entitled to us. So when you are, uh, 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 when you have this bold type of bulldog prophetic faith, you don't change. No matter what people do, no matter what people say, it does not affect you. It doesn't affect your position. Because you know that you know that you know that what God has said, it will surely come to pass. You've already judged God faithful. And so you don't have to argue about it. You don't have to show anybody anything. All you need to do is show God that you are with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's, a, it's a, a spiritual position that you take. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. It depends on how much you believe God. I used to think it was how bad you wanted something. but That's not what it is. It's how much do you believe God. And how, how much are you willing to stick your neck out for what he has already said. Amen. Because you believe it wholeheartedly. And you want to see it come to pass. Amen. So Let's go to Hebrews 11, verse 1. When it talks about faith, faith is hallelujah I believe uh, prophetic faith lines up with that creative let of God's word found in Genesis one you know whatever God has created then i'm I'm backing that up, and I'm here to declare it until we see it come to pass what you know the creative the prophetic Faith lines up with the will of God. That's how you know you have it. It lines up with the will of God, and it wants what God wants, amen? And it stands boldly in the face of the devil and says, no, you won't. And yes, we can. And it is done. But it comes from the inside. It's nothing that you can rehearse or pick up. You either got it or you don't. Amen. And so you can have it if you don't, by training your, your human spirit to react positively to the things of God, training your mind, being, you know, renewing your mind, doing what Romans 12:2 says, not being conformed to the world, but being transformed, by renewing your mind, training how you think, watching how, what you think. Who you listen to. What you, what, you know, you let people be people, but you be you. Amen. And what you want to do is line your heart and your mind up with what God has already said. And I'm telling you, you will receive whatever it is that God has. It's not hard. Uh, you know what it takes? Childlike like faith, I believe. God, I don't feel it. <laughs> I don't look it. You know, like Gideon was a coward. But uh, God referred to him as a mighty man of valor. He didn't feel like he was. But that's what he became. When he stopped fighting God and started to trust in what God was doing, he won every battle that God put him in. And he won everything. Everything that he was faced with. Why? Because God was with him. And he just made some simple adjustments and started to trust God, because he realized God was with him. Really, he had nobody else. Amen. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So what is your evidence? Your evidence is what you can't see. See, people are looking for evidence so that they can say it's going to happen. It's not your evidence because it could be the false thing. Amen. I hope we can get this. Your evidence is what you can't see. Your evidence is what you know. Your evidence is what God has already proclaimed. Amen. Hallelujah. So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And that word substance means title deed. Do your research. Research a thing out. Search a matter out. And when you do that, you'll put the, the dots together. So in other words, it's your, you got a title deed. Don't feel like it. Don't look like it. Don't act like it. Things don't look like it's changing. But you have a title deed. You have something that you can take to the bank and put in a vault. But see, we don't know that. Because we have to search these things out and understand what God has done for us already. And so when you have a title deed or when you're an heir, there's something legal with your name on it proclaiming what is yours. We have that in Christ Jesus. We have that. Amen. He's given us the authority to bind and loose. He's given us the authority to stop the devil. The trample on his head. He is under our feet. You know, the, the keys to the kingdom. That unlock doors that's been closed. Amen. God's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. So there's no reason why we don't win. We quit too much. We get off. We take, we take a vacation. <laughs> Verse 3. Or did I do 2? It says, For by it... The elders obtained, the elders being the Old Testament believers, obtained a good testimony. Amen. By faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. In other words, your world the, in which you live in, that you think is so difficult and it's not, your world has already been framed. Amen. Or set in order. By what God has already said. By those things that you're not believing and receiving that God's already said is going to happen. Your world was framed with that, set in order by those things that seem unbelievable to you. Does that make sense? In other words, let me find another. uh, Your world is fitted and complete and made ready by the very thing that you think is never going to come to pass. But God has framed your world around these things. They must happen because it's already been completed for you. It's already been done. Amen. But we have to find complete trust in God. Amen. Well, uh, it's going over real well. But I'm going to keep (laughs) preaching. Amen. Because I'm happy. Amen. So your world was framed, verse 3, the the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen are not made of the things which are visible. In other words, if you can't see it, it's okay. They still exist. (laughs) They still exist. Whether you see them or not. Whether you believe it or not, it still exists. God knows where you're going, who you're going there with, and what you're going to be doing. Because it's already a forever settled fact. You just have to trust that he's doing the right thing. Amen. Now that word framed. frame means set in order. Fitted. Complete. Made fully ready. Complete what is lacking. So in other words, the very thing that you think will never come to pass because you can't see it, touch it, or feel it. It's already fit in, in. It's already fit and made a part of your life. Amen, hallelujah. The word faith means complete trust or confidence in God. And so this is what we need: complete faith and trust in God, and it completes what's lacking in you. So, in other words, when you start to speak what God has already said, whatever he's promised you, when you start to speak it out, you're cooperating with what God has already started doing. He's framed and fitted. What's another example? He set in order and completed those things which concern you. All you have to do is jump in there and start believing it. And when you start to believe it and start to say exactly what God has said, you start to see. You start to see it come to pass. Amen. Well, I've been believing all this time. Uh, Yeah, I can tell by your attitude. (laughs) Amen. Your belief and conviction is in Christ, not in what you think you're going to get from God. That's not where your faith is. Your faith is in Christ Jesus. And because God still, although you're waiting for him to do something for you, or you're waiting for this to manifest, whatever he's promised you, you still got to be used by God. You don't sit and do nothing until, you know, your faith, that's what a prophetic faith is. It, It moves. It has... It has a, a, what is that, Um, a direct, uh, you know, when you you have faith, you have to put action to it. And so this is what I'm trying to say. So prophetic faith is always moving, reacting to what God has already promised, just like you already have it. You're not waiting to see what God is going to do. You already know what he's going to do. And if you don't, you're not in the faith, but it's an easy fix. See, we look at these things as terminal. They're not terminal. Amen? They're fixable. Hallelujah. And, but the devil wants to, then he's, here comes the condemnation. Well, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that right, and look how long you, you didn't know that. And look, it doesn't matter. God doesn't care about that. That's the devil talking, make him shut up. A prophetic person says, shut up. That's not God. Shut up. I'm not listening to you. Even though you messed up, because you know you can repent and get back in the game. You're not done until, it ain't over until God says it's over. Amen. And he never says that it's over. But your belief and conviction, conviction in Christ and what he has done for us and what he's done for humanity, these are the things that you're concerned about. Amen. And you can help change these things through Christ Jesus. Just like we pray for, that, uh, for the persecuted church and for that pastor, uh, Andrew, who was over in Syria being held for no reason just because he loves God. It's something we can do about that. We don't have to say, oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a shame. No. We can command the devil to release him in Jesus' name and plead the blood of Jesus over him That no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh him. We plead the blood over him. Put a bloodline around him so the devil cannot touch him. There's something we can always do with this kind of faith. Amen. But if you just sit down in the dumps and you're not connected to what God is doing for you, because he's always doing something for us. He woke us up this morning. We're healthy and whole. We're on the mend. We're on the go. We are blessed. I'm happy. Amen. Because it could be so much worse. Amen. But until you're changed, you cannot change a situation around you. That's why most people don't get involved in other issues. Because they don't feel the strength to do anything about it because they know they can't. Because their faith is weak. Amen. But when you have a prophetic faith, your faith jumps right in every situation because everything that happened is your business. Amen. And if it's not, you make it your business. Amen. You're concerned about everything. Because God has anointed you with power to do something with it, just not to possess it and say that I have it. But you take that power and you use it. You do something with it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If our faith lacks evidence, and that's another thing. Prophetic faith has evidence. Amen. If our faith lacks evidence, it lacks proof and has no root. Has no root. We need to be like Peter. Now, Peter was, his faith made him a rock. Amen. He went from Simon to Peter and and god says he's a rock and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church so you see how peter, peter <laughs> peter's faith made him strong in the fact that he was he became a rock amen and then the church the church was founded on peter's faith So when you have prophetic faith, it changes you. And after it changes you, it changes the world. It has some kind of direct uh, impact. Yeah, thanks. Impact. You have an impact on the world. That's what prophetic faith does. That's what bulldog faith does. That's what the violent take it by force. When they see something wrong, they're willing to jump in there and change it with your faith and with your no, Your no is anointed. And with whatever you have on the inside to stand against what's wrong. Your, uh, God's problems become your problems. Well, he don't have problems, but those things that he are, he's concerned about, you become concerned about. Them, and you want to do something about them. And so you do. You don't have to ask permission because you already know who you are. The authority has already been given to you. So you don't have to sit up and ask God, well, should I pray and should I do this? You don't have to do that. You just take it upon yourself. If there's a situation, if someone is sick or if if there's someone that um, had an accident, when we pass by accidents when we're on the road, we extend our hands and we pray and we command the devil to let go in Jesus' name, to stop, you know. You can stop him whenever you want to because you have power and authority. But if you sit up and, li- and, and listen to how you feel, you won't feel like you have authority to do anything. But that's not true. We don't live by how we feel. We live by what we know. We live by faith and not by sight. Amen. We're not to live by how we feel. Amen. So because of Peter's belief, he changed. It changed who he was. Amen. And the weak are made strong. This is the kind of faith you can speak into somebody else's life and cause them to be strong. This is the kind of faith that moves mountains. Amen. And anybody can do it. Saul became Paul, he was changed by the faith in God. And his faith also changed the world because he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Amen? Hallelujah. He influences the, the churches and the seven churches, you know, uh, that was spoken about in the book of Revelations. And he had a, a a word for all of them. He was like the leader. And he assigned people to go and to take over that church. And he watched over them. And when he found out bad stuff was going on, he put a halt to it. He made a personal appearance. He said, just wait until I get there. <laughs> And so Paul was not always that way. He was a Christian killer. He did not love God. But he became who he was because of his faith and because of his love for the Lord. Amen? And and what God did for him. It impressed him. And he's the one that finished his course. Down but not out. Whatever that word is, Chuck. Persecuted but not down. Because he didn't allow the devil to kick him out of the game, he's got up and he got back in the race. He was always in jail for things he didn't do. He was persecuted, amen. But he stuck in there and he took his faith and he he turned his faith around so much so where God says, "You the man," amen. And he he did so much. For us, and it still is because we're still reading his writings. Amen. Let's drop down to verse 6. It says, But without faith, it's it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder. Y'all need to underline that. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Even if you feel helpless or if you feel like your situation will never change, if you continue to seek him, he will answer you. Amen. Don't ever give up on God. It's impossible to please him without faith, so let's work on our faith. Amen. Believe that he is, and believe that he will reward you diligently. Uh, An example of another person, Dr. Martin Luther King... He, there's a story where he recalls um, the night he changed. He heard God's voice. Amen. You know, he was always getting death threats. Y'all know the story. His family got death threats. He was afraid and, and nervous because of his beliefs. And believe it or not, God had him doing what he was doing. And so he became so nervous and upset that he just... Um, he just pressed into God. And after that night, he says he never forgot it. It changed him. And he was never fearful. That fear left him. He was never fearful again. He stopped worrying about his life. He stopped worrying about his, his, the safety and the health of his family. And he never, ever thought that anybody would ever do anything. He knew what was faced in front of him. And he willingly, like Jesus willingly went to the cross, he willingly uh, spoke for God until his time. But he didn't live in fear anymore. Amen. So his faith changed him and changed the world. It was prophetic faith. It was a spiritual faith. Amen. It was a spiritual connection. And it changed him and changed others. Our faith can change the world. It, but it has to change us first. See, this thing called faith, it ain't about about your lip service. About how much scripture you know. How long you've been saved. Or how long you've been in the church and how many pews you purchased. This faith is not about that. But this faith is, is, is childlike. Faith that just believes what God has already spoken. It believes that what God has said, he can, he can perform it. He's capable per, to perform whatever it is that he has said. And that's this kind of faith. And when it changes you, and when you start to believe and having done all, continue to stand, then you'll change, and you'll change situations. You'll change a city. You'll change a nation. It's just like we see the city of Detroit changing because we've been there praying, and we're seeing factories open up, houses are being boarded up. They weren't. Some of them weren't. Most of them weren't even boarded. They were just abandoned, and looked like a, a war zone. But we're see, seeing that they're repairing and clearing up, and and those tearing down those things that are no longer any any good making uh vegetables and uh, vegetable gardens and flower gardens out of the vacant lots they're no longer allowing empty buildings i mean it's 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 a, a process it's not all the way done but the the new the downtown area is up and thriving again people who left are coming back opening up shops. i mean we have seen what prayer has done for that city amen And it'll do the same thing here. It'll do the same thing wherever you are, wherever you pray, whatever you pray for. The violent takes it by force. Amen? The violent takes it by force. In other words, you're not creating something new. But all you're doing is you're saying that what God has said, I agree with it. I stand with him. And it's going to come to pass. And I'm going to pray until I see change. Amen. And I'm taking responsibility for this fight. And so you don't push it off on the next person. When you hear about something, you get on that and you pray because God is expecting you to do that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see where we're going. Let's go down to verse nine. It says, by faith. He dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. And we're talking about Abraham, the heirs with him of the same promise. So if, if, if he's an heir, then so are we, because we're sons and daughters of Abraham. But what this scripture is saying to us and trying to remind us is by faith, Abraham went and dwelled in the land of promise. It was in a foreign country, and he dwelled in tents. And he didn't know why he was there, what he was doing. He just obeyed the word of God. Amen? And we knew, and it changed him. And when it changed him, it changed us. Because by Abraham's obedience, going to a foreign land, being told that you're going to be the father of many. And he became our father And made us heirs to all the promises of God. So it changed not only him and his family. But it changed uh, the nation. It changed the world. And our faith can do the same thing. But it has to change you first. Amen? Amen. It's not a thing where you just pray to see change. To see something come to pass. But you pray so that you will be changed. And you'll be changed on the inside, and then you carry this burden for God. Are y'all here? And when you carry this burden for God, you start to see things happen. They to start to happen inside of you, and then you start seeing them happen in the natural. Amen? In other words, God starts to use you. Amen. But uh, Abraham changed the world forever. And now we are heirs under the same promise as that he was. Because he obeyed God. Amen. It took spiritual boldness to fulfill God's will for Abraham's life and Sarah. Because you remember they were of age and Sarah was 90, he was 100, and they had uh, Isaac. And so it took spiritual boldness, not strength. strength. It makes you strong as you go along with God. But it took spiritual boldness for him to even take a stand like that. And especially after he messed up. Amen. And you know how condemnation, jump on, see what you did. You shouldn't have done that. You should not. It's too late. It wasn't too late. God said, No. You know, this is going to be a child of the promise. It's going to come from you and your wife, Sarah. So get back in there and keep believing. (laughs) Amen. And so they couldn't quit. He didn't get upset and say, I quit, this is not working, God is wrong on this thing, look how old I am. But he, he buckled down and he allowed the word to change him, change how he thought, amen. And as a result of him and Sarah changing how they thought, changing the things, thinking on things that are good, lovely, and pure, you know, doing all the things that he's supposed to do. They changed. It's like they went from one level of faith to another level. And when they did that, the promises came. Things start working out. Amen. And then we drop down to verse 11. And it says, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. You see where it says she received strength? That's that bulldog faith. Amen. And it was to conceive a seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who promised. Amen. God is faithful. He is worthy of all honor and praise. He is worthy of you spending your time with Him. He's worthy of your prayers and your honor. He's worthy of your faith. Amen. He's worthy of us uh, trying to increase our faith. What well, is it so hard? But he's worthy. Spend the extra time. He is worthy of everything that we're doing. Amen. And if things look like they're never going to change, that's within you. See, you refuse to let go of what the thoughts that the devil's putting planted in your mind. Amen. Most people will say, well, I got a prophecy and it don't work. It don't work because it's got to work through you. Amen. That's not what prophecy is. See, you, you find out people are not tuned in and haven't been for so, so, so long. I used to think that, too, but it's not how prophecy works. Amen. Prophecy is only a, a, a reminder or it's something that you already know or God's spoken it to you already. And God is bringing it to the forefront because he wants you to receive it with gladness and live according to it. Act like it's already happening. Act like it's already done. Amen. And if you act like that and you treat the prophecy just as if it were in effect, and so it will be. But you have to receive that. Something on the inside of you has to grab a hold of that and not let it go. Bulldog faith. Amen. And the more you hold on to those promises, the more you start to believe them. But you can't just run around and expect God to do it. And if he didn't, you mad. That's when we were immature and didn't know any better. Now we're mature and we know we got to work at this thing. And God's just giving you the green light. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, it's your season. Yes, it's going to happen. It's real. I am with you, so start believing it. Amen. Believe it and receive it. Speak it. Snarf it. Think it. Whatever you have to do to get it to come to pass. But you don't stay in the same mindset that you're in now or whenever before you believe. You know, you start to believe that when you pray, you believe, and you got it then. When did you get it? When was I healed? Over 2,000 years ago. But but, did I believe it? No, but I believe it now. So it's coming. Do I have to pay a penalty for just latching on? No penalty. Amen. All you do is jump on board and start acting like you already have it. Amen. Hallelujah. So Abraham's faith made us heirs. His faith um, also caused Sarah to receive strength. To give birth. That's prophetic faith. She conceived a seed and bore a son when she was past 90. Because she judged him faithful. You know what she did? She said, God, I'd have messed up. And I'm tired of that. And I'm I'm tired of thinking about it. So I know that I'm just going to start judging you faithful. If you said it, you can do it. And she started like that. And then she started to see things come to pass. Amen. That's how you do it. We, we have to judge God faithful in all things. All things. And not fall into doubt and unbelief. And it's right there to grab you. you. You're good two or three days. You're believing God. And then here comes the devil. And then you're back wondering again. Or you're not feeling it. Don't go by how you feel. Even if you feel good about it. Don't live out of how you feel. The just you live by faith, not how you feel. It, it doesn't live by sight. Amen. It doesn't live by feelings. Amen. But it lived by what God has already done. Amen. There's a song that kids used to sing in elementary. Uh, uh, what was that? Vocational Bible summer bible school and and it was you know that song michael micah roll the border shore holly where they they in prophetic new times they said i don't live by how i feel hallelujah i don't live by how i feel hallelujah i don't live by what i see hallelujah but I live by the word of God. Hallelujah. And it's, it's like you do whatever you have to do. And you have to go around singing a song to yourself every day. Amen. You do what you have to do. But you get it out there in the open. You let God know that I am teaming up with you. I am not living by how I think. I'm not living by how I feel. I'm not living by what I see. I'm living by the word of God. I'm living by what you have already said that you're going to do. And it cannot be undone. This doesn't change. Even if you never come to the plate, even if you stay your own stuffy self and never change, God is still expecting to do great things for you. How about that? Amen. He never gives up on us. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews 1. We're in 11. Let's go to 1. We don't we don't live by how we feel or what we see or what we think. We live by faith. We live by the Word of God. We live by what God has already said, and we have to understand that He is well able to perform it. Hebrews one verse, uh, let's see, thirty four. Is that right or wrong? Nope. 1.33. One thirty three. Now why am I not finding that? Maybe it's eleven thirty-three. Okay. Let's go back. Go back to where we were. Eleven thirty three. I'm hoping that's the scripture. Yeah. Okay. So we must judge God faithful in all things and not fall into doubt and unbelief in verse 33 it says who faith who through faith subdued kingdoms worked righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouths of the lion quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong Became valiant in battle. And these all you can apply these people to every one of these things. Subdue kingdoms. There's somebody in the Bible that subdued kingdoms. Amen. David. A lot of people. Worked righteousness at Abraham. It was accounted to his righteousness. Obtained promises to the people of Israel. Stopped the mouths of the lion. David quenched the vi- violence of fire to he- three Hebrew boys. Amen. Escaped the the edge of the sword. So many people, out of the weaknesses, out of weakness, were made strong because, became, and they became val, valiant in battle. You know, you can look at uh, Gideon and so many other people, and turn to fight the armies of the aliens. So many J- Joshua, and so many people. Amen. Hallelujah. May dead things live. That's what's coming to mind. Spoke to the old dry bones. Ezekiel. All these things are done out of the power of the living God. Amen. And so you have to look back and see what your faith can do. It can subdue kingdoms and work righteousness. Obtain promises and stop mouths of the lion. Quench violence of the fire that your your uh, bulldog faith or your prophetic faith can do all these things it did it before and these are not just stories this is truth amen hallelujah so we need this kind of faith we need to add to our faith because we already have it but we need to work it We need to build it up so we can go from one level of faith to another, to a higher level. Amen? The weak has been made strong. And this is what you want. You want to be made strong. That faith does not change. I mean, your faith that changes man will change the world. But you have to have that. You have to develop your faith. Amen? Prophetic faith, that is more than just prophesying to the enemy it's more than that that's a start that's where you start repeating what god has said prophesying to the devil amen hallelujah but it's so much more it's the faith that moves you higher and higher in other words you don't stay the same you go from one level to another in other words one level of living to another and you know when it's on you because things start changing around you. You, just, you can say, I didn't, didn't have, used to have a nice car. I didn't used to have my own place or, you know, anything. I didn't used to have a job. or, But now I have all these things. See, you've moved from one level of faith to another. And But the devil's not going to tell you that. He's going to tell you you're a slime ball and you don't do nothing right. <laughs> so who you going to believe amen this prophetic faith brings the promises of god from the invisible realm to the visible in other words these things that you always thought that you would never have you have them so your faith has moved these things from the invisible realm into the visible but the devil never lets you think that amen He's, he's put out there failure never do it right, don't do enough, you know, all of these things. He's not going to tell you, oh, you move from one level to another, and you're on your way. But he's not going to tell you that. you got to tell yourself that. Amen? Because you have to know these things. It's violent faith, the faith that takes by force. In other words, whatever God has said You make the, and whatever the God has promised, you make the devil let go. You think he's going to let go? So, okay, here. You're not going to do that. You got to punch him in the eye and make him. Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody has time for foolishness. We need to be working on our faith so we can get it where it needs to be so that we can see victory in every area of our lives and in your family. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we can't let go of what's been promised. It's the faith that has evidence. It's the faith that has victory. Why? Because it don't quit. It's because it does not take a vacation. Amen? I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like being victorious. You don't do that. Uh, uh, Prophetic faith keeps going. Keeps striving, keeps pulling, keeps binding, keeps loosing, until you see victory. You see the devil on your kids. You don't quit. You, you hang in there until you see them loosed. Amen. Amen. The devil will get up in your face and say, "Don't don't bind me, <laughs> loose me." I mean, the devil gets real. Cre- the devil gets real creative. I mean, he's bold. So we have to be even more so. Amen. He'll get right in your business and tell you what you going to do with you. And don't have no power. But he'll still do it. And he'll buffalo you, make you think. He, he's got all the authority in the world. But he's just a lot of mouth, no do, and real dumb. Amen. And he's dealing dumb things. Amen. Let's go to um, Romans 4. Hallelujah. Romans 4, verse 16. It says, Therefore, it is the faith that it might be uh, according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are of faith. Of of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Amen. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who are of faith, of faithful Abraham. Amen. Amen. So, in other words, this promise you can bank on. Amen. You don't have to wonder, does that cover me and my kids? It certainly does. My mother, my father, my cousins, it certainly does. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 17, let's go down. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Are y'all here? So, in other words, he gives life to dead things. You can't look at your situation because it looks dead or it may be dead and say it won't live again. Hallelujah. He gives life to dead things. Are y'all here? Amen. Do you believe what you read? Amen. Contrary Who contrary to hope, in hope, believe, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So in other words, your faith is aimed at what's spoken, not aimed at what you can see, taste, feel, think. Nah, it don't work like that. And we should be thankful. But it's aimed and geared toward what God has already promised, what he has already said. That's where you put your faith. You put in the sickle of faith. And then you start to harvest these promises. Amen. Because all the promises are yes and amen. They've already been agreed upon. They've already been said, yes, I have that for you. And yes, I'm going to do that for you. God's approval is already on it. Amen. So all we need to do is stop thinking. Stop thinking and looking. Because it's not going to come that way. It's not going to come that way. Amen. You know why? Because you don't have faith for it to come that way. God wants you to exercise your faith and build it up where you go from one level to another so you you can see it. You can see with God's eyes. Amen. Hear with his ears and understand with your heart. Your heart. He, this is a heart thing. He talking to your heart. He talking to your head. Thank God. Because, you know, he get in there. He, he going to do some, deal with some stuff. But God is dealing with your heart. He wants to put these. He puts these promises in your heart. And when you have them in your heart, then your faith starts to increase and understand, you know what? I already got this. It's just God is waiting on me. I ain't waiting on Him. You are not waiting on God. I used to think that. You we are not waiting on Him. He went waiting on us to understand it. It's already done. Start saying what He said. Well, I, I can't do that. Well, if you gonna let your pride stand in the way, just go and do something. Go to the house. That's whatever it means. Amen. Go to the house. Hallelujah. You might as well. Because you have to say and expect what God has already said. He's already provided it for you. He's just waiting on you to receive it with gladness and stop being angry for what's not happened because it don't happen like that. I used to think that. Man. But at some point you have to understand how God do, does things and and understand that he does things by the counsel of his own will he does things however he want to do them because he's God I wish sometimes he would do things differently too but that don't make him change amen we need to shift positions amen and, I mean not shift positions stay in our position of faith don't don't move your position. When you don't see it happening, we just want to go on, go on to the house. But you, 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 you shift shifting your position. Don't do that. You know, get, get just like the devil is honorary You get honorary faith and say, I'm standing here regardless. Amen. I'm going to stand here and see the salvation of God. I don't know what's going to happen. But I know one thing I'm not going to waste. It's not going to be on me. Amen. Amen. Don't shift positions for anything. Because he has made Abraham the father of many nations. And he didn't shift positions. He stuck it out. And look what happened. It changed him and it changed the world. It changed us. Amen. Let's go to the book of Numbers 14. Just one little scripture in there I want you to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Numbers 14. I'll get there. Verse 6. Hallelujah. Talk about prophetic faith, violent faith. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. And this is referring to Joshua. Amen. Well, let's go back up to six. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Jephunneh, uh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to, spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. And if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. They, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us, so do not fear them. Amen? So like Joshua and Caleb, who tore their clothes, you know, and took a stand, that they were well able to take the land that they spied out. See, they got involved. They didn't change positions because of what they saw. Now, the other ten spies said they're, they're too big for us to overtake. We're like grasshoppers to them, and they're going to kill us, and there's no way we could take the, possess this land. See, when God gives you something, and I think we're all right there. When he, he ordains something, he speaks it, he says it, and he puts the wheels in motion for us to have it. He tells us that it's ours. But we have to possess the land. And this is part of your possessing the land is cultivating your faith. To get it up to a level where you can receive it by faith. This land has to be possessed by your faith. It's possessed by what you think, not how you feel. But what you know about God, what you believe. And so... Just like uh, Joshua and Caleb, they went and spied out the land and said, we're well able to subdue these people. And then Joshua reminds them, do not be afraid. This land is flowing with milk and honey, just like God said. But don't rebel against the Lord because of fear. Don't fear them people. See, sometimes we rebel and we get angry because we don't see how we're going to accomplish what God has. But see, what we don't understand is all we got to do is start saying what God said. Because your mouth, the anointing is on what you say. And when you say it, you're creating. See, the devil likes to keep you confused. You're creating what God has already spoken with your mouth, with your faith. Your faith creates. Whatever it is, it, whatever, you, whatever you need to have happen to take your positioning and get the, the blessing that God has already spoken to you, you've got to create that with your faith. Part of that is speaking it. Other part, believing. Another part, meditating on the word, changing how you think and getting that negativity out of there, which has been there for so many years because of the devil and the lies he tell and also the things that he show you in the natural that's why we don't live by sight we live by faith but he's gonna show you something you start looking he's gonna give you a show and so what he does is he starts to when you start proclaiming things using your faith that that shuts the devil's mouth he has to let go of your dream he has to let go of your vision because he's no, he's no, um, what, is, what am I trying to say? He's not a contender to take anything from you that God has already promised. He can't fight you equally, I mean, honestly. Because he already knows it's already been given. So he has to play tricks on your mind. And this is why we have to change how we think. That rut that we've been thinking. You you tell the devil, oh, I know you fooled me in the past. But that's over. You're not doing that no more. Uh Uh-uh. No. I'm getting what God has promised me. And you're not taking it anymore. You're not taking my, my happiness, my joy. And see, when you fall into joy, not this false joy. I'm talking about joy that has peace. Then you know you have accepted what God has said. Amen. Because you you come into peace. Amen. You enter into God's rest. And that means I agree with God. Devil, I don't care what you show me. I don't care how old I am. You keep bringing it up. Let me tell you how old I am. (laughs) You left off some years. I'm a little older than what you think. Like my father was always leaving off some years. You know, we didn't know how old he was. We just quit trying to figure it out. Amen. But you you get to a point where you tell the devil, oh, no. I don't care how much you feel on the inside of you. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe. It doesn't matter. You say it because it's already a done deal. You say it. And you dare the devil to say anything back to you. Take your hands off my kids. Take your hands off my vision, off the promise. Because, see, he can't kill a promise. If you think about it, how in the world did the devil get so powerful that he can steal something God has given you anyway? Amen. All he can do is mess with your vision. Mess with your feelings. Your soul is, is involved. And we know we don't listen to the soul, the soulish realm, because it's the, that's the realm that don't like God. That's the realm that wants to not live for God. Amen? And so we don't allow our soulish realm to get involved anymore because we learned past that. Amen? Now we're trusting God. We're moving into maturity. Hallelujah. And we're moving into peace. Amen? And so the devil will try to attack your peace. When you, And when that happens, you know the devil is involved. What do you do? You bind him. You have authority. You make him. You resist him. The Bible says resist the devil and he must flee. And so you resist him and make him get out of your situation. And I don't care how much you get, uh, what's that word, you get um, disappointed. You keep going because you don't live by feelings. The just you live by faith. You don't live by how you feel. And that's not uh, bulldog faith. That's not prophetic faith. Amen. That's faith that's backing up because you're moving on shaky ground again. You're going to the same place that he's had you before. And you don't want to go back. You don't let him, you know, box you in like that anymore. You just tell him, oh, no, Uh uh-uh. We're not going here again. This, it's, that's it. Hallelujah. Because you know who you are. And now you counterattack. And you attack him. Amen. And you tell him what he's going to do. You don't let him tell you what you're going to do. Amen. But you, you're, you're not anxious. You're at peace. Because your faith is, is fixed. Just like your heart, and you're mature in what you think. And you know where you're going. And you say, oh, devil, you can't take a promise from me. Amen. I don't even belong to you. you trespass trespassing, number one. I belong to the Most High God. And, w- and you were kicked out of heaven. You couldn't even keep your, your seat up there. So you going to come down here and tell me what I can have, especially from God. Amen. So at some point, you just got to rise up in your, in your boldness and in your faith and tell him, no, I may not know where I'm going, but I know where they, wherever it is, it's going to be good. going to be blessed because God is making that decision for me. Amen. So you don't worry. One script more. Uh, Genesis 49. Hallelujah. In other words, you have the last say-so every time. You don't let the enemy have the last say. So, about your life, he has nothing to do with you. You don't belong to him no more. You've been redeemed. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Genesis 49, verse 9. Hallelujah. And it says Judah is a lion, a lion's whelp, or a lion's cub from the prey. My son, you have gone up. His brows, he he bows down. He lies down as a lion. In other words, another, I think the uh, message translation says, he bows down as the king of the beast and as a lion who shall rouse him or who shall mess with him. Well, why am I reading this? Because you're supposed to be crouched as a lion. What does that mean? Ready but not moving. Amen. Not move. You're not being moved by anything that the devil is suggesting. But you're crouched like a lion, ready to move against whatever it is that he may suggest. Whatever he's trying to take from you, you're crouched like a lion. But you look innocent like a cub. You don't look, ah. No, you're not. He's the one that's roaring lion. Amen. False, roaring lion with no teeth. Yeah. But you're perfectly capable of protecting everything that God has given you. You're p- perfectly capable of, of protecting the vision until it manifests in the natural. Yeah. And you're not allowing the devil to move on you and, and, and steal anything else from you. Yeah. You're in position yeah. as a lion crouched. Yeah. And you're not moving. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You stand, having done all. You stand, and you don't bow. It has nothing to do with me if the other person deserve it. That other person don't have nothing to do with this. This is about you and God. This is about God trusting you to get a work done. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the devil's always going to say, well, you know what they say. I don't care what they say. That's how I got in this mess in the first place. Listening to what they say. Amen. It doesn't have to make. See, this is the thing. It doesn't have to make sense to nobody but you and God. Amen. Prophetic faith brings you the more excellent thing. Now, sometimes, you know how we get mercy. We have faith. We stand and we do the best we can do. And sometimes we, we slide off other people's faith. Oh, agree with me in prayer. But if you don't get the best. Like that. You don't get the more excellent thing. Prophetic faith brings you the more excellent thing. In other words, it brings the glory with the manifestation. Amen? It brings the glory. In other words, everybody will know that God's been in your business. Everybody will know that he's delivered you. Everybody will know he did it. Amen? Amen? It's You know, they're not going to say, well, it was about time, because look how long it took. No, you get the more excellent thing. Amen. You get God's glory to overshadow everything that's going on in your life. Does that make sense, y'all? Amen. And so that's why prophetic faith is a violent faith. It brings total victory, and that's what you want. You want total victory, and you want everything that comes with it. You want that total boldness. Don't you want to walk around with that boldness? You know, that boldness that produces results. Amen. You don't want to to take on. How can I say it? Take on um, a project and not get it done. You don't want to do that in the natural. And so it's kind of like that. You want to do everything that God's required you to do, and he's given you everything you need, the next of your enemies. He, he's giving you the keys to the kingdom, giving you div- divine authority and power. And you use these things to come out victorious because you refuse to stop, you refuse to bow, and you refuse to listen to them voices that tell you it'll never happen. Amen? You're tired of that. And then you enter into God's rest. Yeah. Hebrews 4.3, if you write that down. It says, we have an inheritance laid up for us that we lay hold of by being followers of those who have gone before us in faith. And that's why I read all of these, these uh, stories to you. It says, who according to the word received their inheritance through faith and patience and they finished their course amen? amen hallelujah and that's in finishing the course it's about paul that's in hebrews 6 11 and so this is what god is expecting well what does he want from me he wants you to do the same thing that those people that's gone before you that received the inheritance he wants you to do the same thing they did and they did nothing but believe and trust the lord Amen, and they received it. What did Joshua and Caleb do that was different from the rest of those who uh, didn't receive? You know, they they didn't re- they saw the the um, the promised land from afar, but they didn't enter in. Well, what did they do different from Joshua and Caleb? They quit believing. Amen. They were disobedient. I mean, they they didn't want this. They murmured and complained, and when they got there, oh, okay, thank you. When they got there, they didn't r- realize that they were at the end of the road. So it's you know, so you you want to obey God and hang in there because you want to receive the same thing Joshua and Caleb received. You want the end result. Amen. And so what you want to do is you want to use your prophetic faith, trust in what God has said. Don't try to analyze it or say it's too hard. That, that's God's job. If he said it, he's going to work these things out. All you need to do is believe it. And the thing that it determines your faith is taking a stand and not moving. Amen. Allowing the Word of God to change you, I think this is the most important thing that I can say to you. That's prophetic faith, allowing this faith to change you first. And when it changes you and turn you into a rock like Peter, amen, or change you from, Paul, from Saul to Paul and you write two-thirds of the, the New Testament, and, do, and change the condition of your your surroundings. You take a city, a nation, all of these things, and it's so easy with this type of faith. In other words, you hang in there and you don't look at how a situation looks. We walk by faith and not by sight. You don't live by what you see. You don't live by how you feel. But you live by the word of God. And when we do these things, we will see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It's worth digging into. All you need to do is renew your mind. This word is life to you. Life and health. And it's nothing but goodness and mercy that will follow you if you cultivate the word of God, make it a part of your everyday life, and things will change, and so will you. Amen. All right, why don't we stop, Father? We do thank and praise you, Father God.